0: What is up, Rose? Anybody care to lax? Welcome back to The Crease Dive. Today is, well, I don't even know what, what today's date is. It's just been one big, giant blur the last couple weeks. So, uh, Jake, how's, how's quarantine been going for you, bud? Uh,
1: you, know, uh, I'm, you, know, you know that meme where it's like, you know, can't wait to, you know, I've been staring at bad screen all day, and I can't wait to go home and stare at good screen. Well, bad screen and good screen are now the same screen at home so i guess it cancels each other out and i'm just existing
0: yeah that's it's really all 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 we can do these days (laughs) just simply exist and wait here and uh yeah it's uh weird weird times but uh you know fortunately for everyone lax don't stop won't stop Never ever will stop. And so we still have some news rolling in uh, this week, uh, mainly with the announcement on, I guess it was Sunday, uh, right? It was either Saturday or Sunday where Grant Ament has declared for the PLL draft. So joining us on this week's episode, we've got Grant coming on uh, to talk about that decision. So, uh, you know, this was the first guy that we've heard of to make this decision. Um, so, you know, I'm sure that there will be more coming in over the next few weeks, but, uh, you know, it's, I, I think it's, it's bittersweet, right? As college lacrosse fans, we would love to see Grandaman and Mac O'Keefe back out there playing for Penn state next year. Um, unfortunately that won't be the case, but as fans of lacrosse in general, getting a chance to see him every, you know, every week on Uh, a national broadcast playing in the PLL. Um, I I think that that's going to be huge this summer. So bittersweet. Uh, Jake, you know, what what are your thoughts on that?
1: You know, I I think it, I mean, it's a tough decision um, that a lot of these guys have to make. I think that, um, you know, staring in the face of the situation with the NCAA, you know, and we talked about it before, you know, the NCAA is going to, you know, give back, a year of eligibility to some of these guys and, you know, they're faced with this decision whether or not they want to, you know, stay in school or get out and kind of start their careers. And a lot of these guys, you know, with their ambition on the field, they're really ambitious to get something going outside. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, the flood, if the floodgates kind of open and a lot of these seniors go ahead and declare like, Hey, I'm, I want to play in the pros this summer, you know, and, and that, that I really wouldn't be surprised because I think as it stands, the Ivy league has to like rewrite their rules for, you know, sours or some of these guys to actually receive that extra year of eligibility so you know there's a lot of uncertainty going on and you know one thing is certain is that they can go uh, a lot of them can graduate and go play so you know grant shows that way and you know that's you know big ups big respect to that
0: yeah it's it's also it's still going to be real interesting to like see what some of these other guys like uh like a jared bernhardt or jt giles harris like guys who have said that they want to go back for a fifth year of school to play uh, football, but like now what are they going to do where they have another year of eligibility where they can go back to play lacrosse or so it's um, real confusing times, but you know, whether it's lucky or not for Grant, he's already made his decision. Um, So kind of just ripped the bandaid off, decided to go uh, to the PLL. So, Um, yeah, I mean, there's not really much else going on in the world of lacrosse right now. So we might as well send it right over to our interview with, uh, formally of the Penn state Nittany lions and soon to probably be the first overall pick. Don't want to jinx anything there, but you'd be a fool to not take him first overall. It's grant. Amen. All right. Joining us right now, we have, uh, Newly declared for the PLL draft, we've got Grant Ament out of Penn State. So Grant, uh, wish it was under better circumstances. But thanks for joining us today.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, guys.
0: So, uh, well, first off, what do what you what are you up to these days? We can see it looks like you're in uh, in, in your childhood bedroom there. So back in back in the Haverford area. So uh, you yeah, know, what what have you been up to?
2: uh just about this um you know sitting sitting in my room doing god knows what um you know trying to stay busy as as i can um you know obviously still working out and like trying to do stuff at home um but like we aren't allowed to go to parks now because of the whole lockdown thing so that that's what i was doing i was kind of bringing my goal to a, to a park putting it up against the backstop and being able to shoot and stuff but uh yeah as of now, I'm kind of just trying to keep busy. class isn't really too much for me, you know, being a fifth year senior, I wasn't in the hardest of classes, so um you know kind of just trying to keep keep it rolling and stay as busy as possible and not drive myself too
0: crazy well uh I, I, I totally I, I
1: totally understand the fifth year senior thing. <laughs>
0: I was going to say there's a stimulus stimulus check coming out to everybody for like $1,200. So now you could just like put that goal in your backyard. And if you break any windows along the way, like now you have that money that can help pay for, to replace those windows. So that's probably great for lacrosse players right now. Still trying (laughs) to get some, still trying to get some reps in. So $1,200 for broken windows. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I could,
2: I could, I could stretch that a little bit. I mean, I've def, I've, I've broken the the neighbor's garage door window, and that wasn't cheap. So uh, I try to, I try to stay out of my my yard, and that was in like eighth or ninth grade. Is it? I, isn't that
0: the I worst have, feeling ever? Like you're,
2: yeah. You're, you're, and I, I, I hadn't even, sick, I hadn't even hit run away. I hadn't even hit puberty yet, so I imagine I can sling the ball probably faster now, which probably doesn't bode well for me. So, yeah,
0: my, uh, my, my neighbors, I. I they had like a their garage was in their like all the way it wasn't attached to the house. So it was like in their backyard and it was directly yeah. behind my net. Um and like it was like the, the the mean old person on the block. So anytime a ball went through there, that was just a, a devastating day for me.
2: Yeah, luckily everybody's like not now, people have moved out, but everyone in my neighborhood kids are all around the same age, but still still was not a fun thing to have to go inside and tell my mom and then have to go apologize to them. It it wasn't a good day for me, but it's it's all right. We've moved past it since.
1: You know, growing up we always, you know, found one guy to blame it on. So there was like five of us and we'd always just, you know, all right, who's going to nut up and take it this time. It's like, oh, who's going to who, who's, who's soak that one. Yeah. Who's going to soak this one. It's like, dang, they, none of these kids can shoot to save their fucking lives. <laughs> um, so are we, uh, are we able to trash the NCAA now, Jordy, now that he's, uh, see, there's no more, no more of the season. Like, is that, is that up for grabs or not?
0: You know, you know what, let's
1: just, to be we can, safe. We, we, won't, mean, we, we won't we won't do it. We can trash
0: it a little bit, but i I mean, I do think it was, as long as it stays the way that it sounds like it's staying where guys are able to get that extra year of eligibility, like that's, that's pretty chill. But Grant, I mean, Grant, you were already in your fifth year. So if you were to go back for, like, we can talk about that decision a little bit, but like you'd be on your way to like becoming a doctor, going back for your sixth year at Happy Valley. So, um, you know, a lot lot of people go to school for seven years. They're called doctors. Um, But yeah, that, that might've been a little, little much for you, but. I don't know. I guess you, you probably already told the story a few times. I know you were on Clark's uh, podcast, but, um, you know, was this something that you knew like right off the bat, like, ah, shit, like I probably can't go back for a sixth year of college, or was this something that you were still trying to hold on to for like a little bit?
2: Yeah, I mean, I kind of knew it right away. Uh, to be honest, it's you know, from a behind the scenes standpoint, I think there people don't realize kind of everything that goes into you know a college across season or a college across career. Um, you know, for me, uh, you know, I had a pretty pretty nasty. It shouldn't have been nasty, but it was a, it was an injury that um, I had to get surgery, and then there's some complications with the surgery this fall. So you know, that took a a pretty hefty toll on me um, you know, being, you know, non-weight bearing for almost two months there and, um, you know, just trying to stay as active as I could. And, you know, once I got back, you know, I definitely wasn't a hundred percent when I got back and, um, you know, it was kind of starting to feel, feel like I could move again. Um, but you know, that, that's one of the things. And the other thing is, you know, I'm kind of just ready to, um, you know, I've, I've been ready, you know, seeing all my friends from last year, um, who graduated, you know, at desk jobs and doing all that stuff you know I'm not necessarily trying to do all that stuff but just being able to have the freedom um to kind of do do what you want you know outside of specifically for me Penn State um you know I'm ready to kind of create my own schedule and be able to kind of do things um in that aspect and um you know in some aspects it made it tough you know just because of the guys that you play with uh, guys that you know I've been on the same team with for three three years um Specifically, the senior class, and then, uh, or four years, the senior class, and then uh, five years for for the other four fifth years that were with me. So th- those types of things definitely made made the decision a little bit trickier. But um, you know, it, I, I was kind of ready, uh, regardless. Happen, and you know, at this point in time, you know, I'm ready for for whatever it takes me uh, with the lacrosse world, uh, with the, with either the, you know the PLL or the NLL or wherever it, wherever it ends up taking me
0: little, little, perhaps the NLL. I was, I was just, that
1: was my next question was, you know, uh, that, that sounds
0: like that sounds like the wings right there. That was, I, Jordy, if
1: you can make a phone
2: call for me, I would, I would suit up for the wings any day. Might have to battle Rambo for number one. I was,
0: I was just months. about to say you were going to have to fight him for, for number one.
2: Yeah. He's, so he's got wants, a few, he's got, got a few. Rambo. Yeah. He's got a few pounds on me. I'd, I'd let him take that.
0: You're quicker though. You could get away.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But he's, he's got the body mass. He, he, he definitely can soak it a little better. <laughs>
0: uh, um, well, so like, do, do you have like plans for like, are are you going to get like a, a job job? Are you going to go into coaching? Like, is it, or is this, you're just figuring it out right now on the fly. I mean, I yeah. guess it's, it's only March of what would be your like quote unquote senior yeah. year. So it's, you know, this is around um, the same time that everyone would be trying to figure that shit out anyway.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not taking any desk job or anything like that um, at this point in time, you know, obviously trying to play uh, professionally um, and then seeing where that takes me. And uh, I paired up with um, Rob Pinnell with the TAC Academy. Um, we're actually going to drop something tomorrow or Friday um, that we, we kind of had in the works this winter to be able to kind of um, jumpstart the whole process and, um, I've worked with him in the past, worked with him all last summer. And so we're going to continue on with that, uh, from, a, from a working standpoint. But other than that, um, maybe some camps here and there, um, you know, I've worked mill and lacrosse camps for, for as long as I can. I went to the mill and lacrosse camps and now I work them. um, Mark's a good friend. So maybe, maybe one or two of those, but other than that, trying to kind of just brand myself and, and try to be as, as active as I can be, uh, in the lacrosse community to try to, um, you know, make a name for myself, uh, not just at the, at the NCAA level, but hopefully in the, in the professional level, you know, that's what I'm most excited for to be able to suit up against some of these guys and with some of these guys.
1: You know, it's funny. Uh, I, I got on here and I was like, you know, I'm trying to think about questions that I'm going to ask Grant and, you know, most of them actually have to do with, you know, your college experience. And one of them has to do with your relationship with Mac. I would love to know more about you and Mac The probably, I I'm gonna go out and say it. You're like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin for the, for the for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? You know the probably the the one of the most elite tandems we've seen in college across. And Jordy, I don't know how long. Um, but like, do you guys sleep in bunk beds? I didn't like, I didn't realize uh, <laughs> before you answer.
0: I didn't realize that the that the Bucks that we're already starting to make that they're now the the new team that people make comparisons so.
1: like. Well, listen. Like the okay. So well, I mean, well, Brady's I, going no, down I, here, so I I get it. God,
0: Godwin and Evans are both beasts, but like I didn't realize that that was like that was the standard. Listen, you <laughs> make
1: you make the you make the educated takes. I make the reaches. Okay, that's what this has always been about. So you can just shut your fucking mouth. I'll let, let you get back <laughs> to your question. You let you let me get back to my. So tell me more about your relationship with Mac. And I think one of my biggest questions, and I've talked about it on the pod before, is, you know to have a guy like Mac who is just an insane outside shooter, like there's, there's really nothing like it. And to have your vision, are you guys the same players without each other? Is Mac the same without you? And are you the same yeah. without Mac? Yeah, that's, that's a
2: great question. Um, I think we're the same players. I just think we wouldn't, I think because of the way that we move, we, we just complement each other so well um, in, in, in that aspect. But, I saw. I saw. I forget who tweeted it the other day. You know, this is this makes Max Max' decision so hard about if he wants max gonna be just fine. He's the best shooter and the best scorer in college across history. Like there, if anybody wants to go to bat and try to prove me wrong on that, I play with the kid every single day. So you know, I think individually we can both be successful. Obviously, as a tandem, um, we can you know do do what we do, and it, it's a lot of fun doing it. Um, but. You know, from a from an individual perspective, I mean, I would like to think I work pretty hard at, at my craft. I know for a fact that Mac works extremely hard at his craft, and um, you know, part of it's a little. I'm a little jealous of the way that he can shoot. Um, you know, everybody lo- loves the goal scores. Nobody really loves the assist. But uh, you know, he he's he's going to be completely fine um, with whatever decision he makes. But I think individually you can kind of plug both of us into an offense and I think we'll be able to be okay. I think, you know, credit to coach Tambroni, he kind of designed an offense. So that way our, uh, our, our, our duo and, you know, our tandem can be maximized um, as much as possible. And uh, he obviously over the past two years, we've kind of capitalized on, on that offensive
0: scheme. Makes yeah, sense to me. The good good news for you is um, the, the PLL, I, I think that they have a, a few players in that league who can also sling the rock. So couple. Uh, no, a couple. No, no matter who you're dishing it off to this summer, I, I think, and uh, put a few in the back. So the assist will, the assist will stay there for you. <laughs>
2: yeah, there are definitely some guys that, uh, you know, watching. Um, I don't, I, to be honest, I don't think any of them besides maybe Ryan Brown shoot it like, shoot it like Mac, but uh, the, the guys that, some of the lefty finishers some of the stuff's pretty impressive the stuff that they can
0: do yeah mac is just it's it's almost like it's kind of like a slap shot like his his like motion just Mm -hmm. smooth it's it's just it's just just in and out i mean there was that clip of 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 malone
2: tj malone celebrating before he scored um I, I, I mean, everybody was thinking it. He was the only one that put his hands up. Like, I was ready. I was I was, running, uh, I was running onto the field because we were about to be manned up, but I knew right away. I was like, all right, well, this is it, ball game. Um, you know, he, he's, he's a guy that you just have so much confidence in. Um, that, that's, like, one of the things that, you know, I'm going to have to get used to. I mean, I know there's some great shooters in, in the PLL, but I don't think anybody shoots it from that far out at that percentage I mean, he shoots the ball at 50% from 16 yards out. Like that's an insane number uh, that I don't think many people can touch. I think the shooting percentage thing is something that I, is slept on by a lot of people. He, I mean, he shoots the ball between 40 and 50% each game.
0: Yeah, he's he's aggressively rude. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, th- this team that you guys had, and especially, like, the past couple seasons, um, you know, obviously you had the run to the Final Four last year. Uh, you guys were on another huge run this year. Um, you know, a couple slip-ups by it, it, with the Ivy League. You, you guys – the Ivy was, was a little rough to you. But have, are there, like, other, um, you know, especially, like, other seniors around the country right now who, like, you've been talking with, like, trying to, like, figure out their decisions and shit? And, you know, do you guys ever talk about – trying to get something together at some point once all this blows over, just a quick little tournament with, uh, you know, some of those those top teams at the end of the abrupt season.
2: Yeah. the I mean, the original joke was uh, that we were all just going to go to Placid and duel it out. But I think that would become a more off-the-field competition than on-the-field competition uh, based off of just, Placid's festivities. Just, just, um, just, know a, what you mean. just a
0: wise guy's. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, it, I mean, it's been joked about. But um, And, yeah, I've, I've talked to some, some other seniors um, from, from various teams. Um, and to be honest, it's kind of just a waiting game. Um, you know, I'm really kind of the only fifth year Uh, besides the other guys on my team that, you know, I'm, I stay in contact with. Um, So, you know, we're kind of in a separate boat because, you know, we're already in our fifth year, but if I was a fourth year and, you know, talking to certain guys specifically on my team, but then uh, guys on other teams um, who, you know, have a potential to play a professional career uh, and and have a decently high draft stock, um, you know, I told them if I was a fourth year, you know, I I would kind of be back in the weight room already kind of grinding for next season um, because, you know you five years is is enough in my opinion but if if I got my if I got my senior year uh taken from me if I got last year taken from me uh and I wasn't already redshirting, you know I, I would be back in the weight room and uh you know ready to get after it but uh it seems to be a waiting game kind of pending uh the NCAAs I don't I'm not sure when their meeting is uh kind of pending you know scholarship and uh you know you talk about Ivy Leagues you know there are some some pretty top tier guys, uh, you know, just Mikey and Mikey and TD and, uh, you know, those, those guys, they're kind of just waiting, uh, you know, talking to them, they're kind of just like, yeah, we're kind of just trying to figure out if we are able to even go back and then we'll talk about scholarship and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, it's, it's a lot going into it. I think it's a lot of waiting game that I think hopefully within the next week we'll, we'll figure out what, what the hell is going on with this whole thing.
1: I think they have to actually rewrite the Ivy rules for them to get uh, they, an extra they, year of eligibility.
2: They, yeah, they, they might have to. And uh, like, I know Princeton doesn't have a grad school thing that, you know, some other Ivy league schools do. So, you know, with Mike, like what's that, what's going to happen with that. But I, I would assume uh, based off of uh, how early we were in the season that, that they would grant uh, those guys an extra year. Um, but you know, that's just me, me being hopeful for them. You know, you don't want to see their, their careers end as well. Um, so it, it's, there's just so much in the air right now and so much financial stuff that goes into it that I'm, I'm honestly glad I'm not on the NCAA committee at this point in time. Cause you know, you, your job sucks right now. If you, if you're in that case.
1: Yeah. No, no fucking kidding. I, I did have, you know, speaking of the Ivy league, Speaking of the Ivy League, I'm, I might this might be a this might be a, a tough point. This might hit a nerve, but the three losses to Yale, we Jordy and I have been mystified every time. Is there something? Can you can you take us back to those games? Uh, can you can you tell us what went on? What was going on? Was it like one of those situations where just nothing was firing? It was.
0: Well, it wasn't nothing. on the fire because they, they were they were fired. That, couple was, that close, was close, close losses. They were they were yeah.
1: extremely close. Was it you know was that was there a hill was there something going on you know can you take us through you know kind of what 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 goes through you guys every you know in the in those past couple games I you know, obviously I don't want to hit a nerve here way, you know, I know way to
0: way to bring down the mood oh yeah I'm, I'm 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 asking the tough uh, question. the tough said. question. Everyone's, I don't want to hear this stu- stuck in quarantine, and we're talking about Yale right now. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to hear the same, The same, you know, uh,
1: we're not, the, he comes on here, he's not for the, like, the coach speak, like, you know, it's my teammates, you know, I love them so much, and, you know, they help me win. It's not that shit. We're not that way. We ask the good questions, man. So, you know, obviously, the whole lacrosse community is like, what the fuck is up when Yale plays Penn State? What happens? So, that's what I want to know.
2: Let's All right. Uh, no, that's a. I mean, that's a fair question. Um, so, so the first time we played them last last spring, uh, we lost fourteen thirteen. I think was the final score. Um, TD won eighty five percent of the faceoffs, so you know we didn't have was, we didn't have the ball. I knew that one. Um, uh, Last year, uh, semifinal game looked up. It was ten to one. You know, TD was also playing. They could take it lacrosse. Um, and th- this past year, uh, to be honest, it, it was a hundred percent on the offense, which is the first time that kind of, we'd been held to that. Uh, I mean, we, we, we shouldn't ever be held to the amount of goals that we scored against them. I think we scored 10 goals. Um, and you know, our goal in the beginning of the season is to be the number one team in number one team offensively in the country, obviously number one team in the country, but you know, 16 goals, at least a game, uh, 40% shooting, you know, all, all, all that type of stuff and we just did not meet any of those standards um so you know it was kind of an offensive you know slug of a game and we started we started to pick it up towards the end uh, just it just took a little bit and I, I think you know a lot of it happened with chemistry and kind of getting on the same page and um to be honest I think that that loss and the Cornell loss really helped us because I think our hopes were a little bit too high this season uh not necessarily hopes but our expectations were that we're going to beat yeah. every single team in the country. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it's college across. Like a, anybody can beat anybody on, on any given Saturday and, uh, or, or Tuesday. It's Tuesdays for the Hunter. Um, but like, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it, it's, it's so hard to, to predict any of that stuff, but yeah, I mean, Yale, Yale is known as the Penn state kryptonite and credit to them. I mean, they're a great team, but, um, you know, I, I think, I think we, we they exposed us in ways that we hadn't been exposed before specifically last year and this year. And uh, they, they, they do make us better. I'm not a huge fan of their antics and the way that they go about things. Um, But I, I, you know, I respect them just for, for being competitors. Um, I just think, you know, we, we do it a different way at Penn state than they do. And um, you know, unfortunately their way just continued to find the W the W at the end of the day.
1: See, Jordy, we got some great information out of that. We got some great information out of that. That was a tough question. We got some great information out of that. Let's and, fucking go.
0: And, and handled so well. I mean, the, the kid, he's primed and ready for those mid-game interviews on the NBC broadcast. <laughs> oh, we're, we're going to talk to Paul. We got to have him mic'd up. We got to have he and Ryder mic'd up. <laughs> yeah.
1: Is there anybody you're excited about playing with? Like, like, like that's a guy I want to I wanna play with, you know, on the field, like in the program. I mean, pick your poison. <laughs> who, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't, dude? I mean,
2: I, right. I mean, you, you got vets like Harrison Rabel, yeah. uh, you know those guys, and then you got you know younger guys, um, you know that are kind of two three years removed from college, and like Connor Fields and those guys. I mean, that that. When when everybody asks, like, you know, how, how excited are you to take it to – like, I'm excited to be, like, a young gun again and be, like, a rookie in the league and be able to learn from, you know, Rabel, Harrison, Schreiber, Pinnell, you know, Holman, Manny. I mean, like, the, who, who – there's – the list goes on and on and on. Um, and, you know, looking at, like, all the guys that play for, uh, play in the PLL, like, every single game I'm probably going to be playing with somebody who I idolized as a kid or looked up to or watched their highlight reels and tried to mimic their moves. So I think that part is um, the really cool part about the league. is just the talent is just, you know, off the absolute charts, charts and every game can be a battle. Like I don't understand how teams can be dominant in that type of league.
0: Is there anybody who you would prefer to not be covering you in your first game?
2: (laughs) Uh, Tucker Durkin. I Jesus. mean, Tucker Durkin scares the shit out of me, I'll be honest. Um, he, he's a really nice guy, Tucker, but he's, he's extremely physical. Um, not really. I I, I don't really kind of look at matchups like that of kind of afraid. I kind of look at, you know, if I'm watching their their stuff, not necessarily, um, you know, if they're a great defender, you know, they're a great defender, but every defender has some weaknesses. So, you know, trying to just exploit those uh, in every way. Way that i can but um you know i'm I'm kind of just excited to be able to put on a jersey hopefully and um you know make the starting lineup on one of these teams you know th- there's so many good players so um you know that's obviously my first goal and then you know we'll worry about matchups at a later date
0: yeah just might need to uh keep, keep the trainers on the sidelines get the ankles taped a little bit that's maybe not, maybe not, not uh,
2: maybe a maybe a bicep maybe a bicep pad uh for me though you know, some of those guys can lay the lumber.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, maybe that's what you got to – we'll talk to the Wings. We'll, we'll get you involved. They, <laughs> and then we'll, we'll toughen you up a little bit in the NLL. You'll be just getting – just beat around by a bunch of Canadians uh, in the winter. Exactly. And then by the time that next summer rolls around, your second year, then you might have – then Mack will probably be making his way over. You can start playing with him again, and you'll be tough as nails like a Canuck. Golden. And- Golden's, Golden. Yeah, that's 100%. All right, that's the plan right there. I think we'll put that all <laughs> into action once we, uh, once we end this. Thanks. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying trying to think of some other things. I mean, there's there's nothing really there's else a, going on right now. We're just everyone's – There's
1: a the Twitter question. Oh. I got it. do Yeah, somebody – don't
2: ask no,
1: no. Jocelyn's question. No, 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 no. I'm not going to ask Jocelyn's questions. By the way, by the way, Jocelyn just fills my DMs whenever Penn State is playing. She loves Penn State more than I think you yeah, guys she's, like. Yeah, she's she's the best. She
2: was our <laughs> she was our SID. She's down in Texas now,
1: but she's the yeah, best. Yeah, she's she's big on you guys. So I, I one guy DM'd you said, "Who was the toughest defender you ever went up against in your college career?" and why and i've asked jordy this right before and i was like well it kind of looks like the when he had the ankle thing and he didn't play that was probably his biggest defender right there was was <laughs> was the ankle because everyone else is like six seven eight points so but that's a good question so you know is there a specific guy um you know when i was when i was younger there were definitely
2: some tougher matchups none in none, none in particular um, I would say I would say Chris Sabia. Uh I never really went against him in a game, but I went against him in practice every day. And um I I think that was the water dog's best pickup they could have had. He is like a shutdown defender at its finest. And he he's like one of those kids that like doesn't realize how like crazy athletic he is. And uh-huh. he I mean he can broad jump like Over ten feet, like vertical, thirty-six inches. Like he—he's a freak athlete, and probably could have played college football, in my opinion, based off of his size and stuff. But, um, and he and he by the end of it, he started learning stick checks. Like people forget that he switched to defense when he was a senior in high school at Haverford, um, and Penn State picked him up late. And like by junior senior year, like he started to learn how to like throw slap checks and like throw stick checks, and they hurt so bad. Um, so, and, and then put that on top of, you know, being a crazy good athlete, he's definitely, uh, you know, up there for, for one of the best. And also he's just a competitive as hell kid. And he's one of my buddies, but, you know, me and him would go at it certainly in practice, definitely uh, words exchanged from time to time.
0: Uh, here's a uh, here's another Twitter question. Uh, someone wanted to know if Mesa had to play against Team GMH at last year's Lake Placid tournament. How bad would you guys lose by?
2: What what day of the tournament is it? Very oh. important question. Very important.
0: It it could be it could be the Saturday.
2: All right. Well, Mesa was allowed to have some fun, so we. You know, I, I don't really know. I don't really know. I think it would have been a good matchup. Uh, you know, we, we were, I, I'd say Mesa definitely won in the fun category of the weekend. Um, however, uh, you know, you know, GMH there, they were able to kind of, you know, purchase a few things and, you know, money, money can buy teams. Um, so, you know, no shot against them, but our Mesa guys kind of, you know, it was either, Guys that we knew uh, through college, or guys that played Mesa growing up. So you know, we kind of just steered right in that direction and, and stuck to our roots. And I thought we actually put on a pretty good team last year. I thought we were the best fifth place team to ever play in Placid. Uh, but you know, we just kind of couldn't. It was a ball was a little hazy on that Saturday morning when we when we <laughs> lost.
0: Yeah, they gotta switch switch to the color balls. That'll be better for you. The the uh, whatever, whatever the hell the Pantone is of the the PLL ball this summer. I, yeah. I know Darren Ravel has that number somewhere. Whatever. The, so.
1: If it, if either of you guys could tell Darren Ravel to unblock me on Twitter, that'd be great. Because I really feel like I'm missing a lot when people like quote him and like dunk on him or something. So, if you guys could just <laughs> do that for me. That'd be great. How did you get blocked by Ravel? Uh, he tweeted something really bad, like really dumb, a few years ago. But I feel like pe- I, people
0: shit on him like every single time he tweets. So like, if he's getting shit on all the time, and you're the guy who got blocked, I asked him how,
1: if he's ever had sex before, um, which he might he might have not felt to be the most poignant question, but whatever.
2: Yeah, it's that, that, that that's, that's probably not it. I'm not a big it guy, but that's probably not it.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think that I don't I don't think that's it either. Are there any other Twitter questions? I, I, I think.
1: Oh, um, one. Um, so, I mean, somebody sent in like a, a long one. It was too many words. I don't know if I read it. Um, oh, this is a good one. What made you choose Penn state?
2: Uh, I mean, if I showed you guys all around my room right now, uh, <laughs>
1: Penn,
2: Penn state's, I mean, in, it, the fam- Penn state's yeah. in the family, Penn state's in the family. You know, it's, I've been going up to football games since I can remember and, uh both parents are alums brothers are alums so you know I didn't really have much of a choice my brothers actually I got like a letter like just like a random like recruiting letter like inviting me to the prospect camp from Ohio State when I was getting recruited my brothers actually threw it out right in front of my face so um you know I don't think any other Big Ten school was an option for me just based off of the family that that I grew up with
1: that's fair I think that's I think that's super fair
0: how many, how many wins for the Birds this season? Oh, my God. We're
1: too
2: early. We're too early. We, we, need, to, we need to figure out and fill some patches before, before anything. But I'm liking the moves that we're starting. We're getting rid of some old guys and maybe get, get, some, get some young, young cats on, in the lineup. And hopefully, hopefully that will work.
0: Darius Slay going to have nine picks this year. I don't, I don't know about that. Nine, I've
2: I've I've learned over the years to never bet on the Eagles secondary. So,
1: Eagles fans are wild to me. They're just, oh, I got an email. Uh, the Eagles fans are absolutely wild to me. I'll never, I'll never understand. I respect it uh, because Jordy is just a maniacal Eagles fan. You know, I, 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 are you a are you a like a full Philly sports fan like all the way around, Grant? I'm sure, he's Oh there. my Jesus yeah. Christ. So yeah, we were up there in, uh, for when, when was I up there? For LaxCon, right? And uh, we went to a Wings game. And I'm peeking up in the banners of the Wings stadium. And I see that the uh, the Flyers oh, had, not, man. had not won a cup in 50 years. In 50 years. And I asked Jordy about it. And he, I think it ruined his whole weekend. Well, this, I, I this, really this, <laughs> this,
0: was, this was the year that it was going to happen. And then this yeah. goddamn virus comes around.
1: Yeah then I think it, I think it ruined his, it does, does it I mean, can you, can you explain, are you a hockey guy too, Grant? I think, I feel like everybody in the Northeast is a hockey guy. I'm from the South. I'm from Atlanta. I'm actually, I'm no. actually not a,
2: I'm actually not a huge hockey guy, but, okay. um, I mean, I, I'll watch like, I'll watch the flyers, but it, I'm not like a, an avid follower, uh, similar to like football or anything like that. Like I'm I majority mean, fucking
0: rollerblades. <laughs> yeah, like I, case,
2: definitely I, I definitely don't. I definitely don't do great that. Way to I never
0: play. Um, <laughs> Now Philly turns into a hockey city in the playoffs and like there'll be Flyers fans throughout the year, but once the playoffs roll around, which has been like not, not as frequent as it should be anymore. But uh, yeah, that, that's when Philly turns into a Flyers town, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know if uh, if there's anything left. I, I my brain has been just total mush this entire quarantine. Like, I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. I don't know like what's going on. Like, I it, it's all the same to me right now. So my brain's all over the place. I'm sure yours is the same.
2: Yeah, mine's mine's about the same. We uh, you know I've cleaned the closet. You know,
0: That's dust how the you shoes
2: oh like like I, I've done as
0: bored as could be. You're clean just clean yeah. the closet just to get some sense of thrill. Yeah,
2: just to get some sort of organization in my life. But yeah, I don't really have a whole lot. Like I'm in one serious class right now and uh, it's like an hour and a half a week. And uh, I'm in another class and it's racquetball. You know, six of us are in rack a racquetball class and
0: Do you have to do uh, an online course for to, that now?
2: Uh, no, we just have to show that we did some sort of exercise throughout the week. That's all that we have to do. So, you know, go on a nice long walk with my dog, and that's that's about it.
0: Oh, you know what? That brings me the this last last uh, last thing here. We just few min few more minutes left. Um, you're teaming up with Headstrong right now to do. Uh, Last shift 2020. It's a virtual 5K. So it's uh, you. I know Mikey's doing it as well. A couple other people. Um, so how about you do us a favor and just talk about that for a few minutes? Um, tell everyone what it is and how they can get involved.
2: Yeah. So it's 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 uh, a virtual 5K on April 6th. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to to get a call from. Uh, I've developed a relationship with Pat Caliluri. Uh We went to Nick's house. Um, three weeks ago, uh, before you the Friday before UPenn, And, um, you know, r- it was a really moving, uh, thing and him and I've kind of kept in contact. And, um, so that Friday after we found out that our season was ended, he, I woke up to a, a few texts from him saying, Hey man, I have this idea. I think it could be pretty cool. Let, you know, let me know when you're awake, I'm going to call and pitch it to you. And he pitched it to me. Um, he said, he's like, I don't really know what it's going to do, but I'm going to go into a meeting and see, see if we could get it going. And so he did. and Um, You know, I was lucky enough to kind of, you know, be able to start it up with him. uh, Sent it to my teammates. You know, we're trying to get it trending throughout the entire lacrosse community. Uh, But essentially what it is, is to just provide a little bit of closure for the entire college lacrosse season and um, spring sports season uh, in general. Uh, April 6th is National Student Athlete Day. Um, And so, you know, all the people who kind of got their seasons, you know, ripped away from them. Um, just provide a little bit of closure on the year. Um, so yeah, so so Mikey uh, and myself and Allie Kennedy from uh, Stony Brook, um, we're kind of the three that have, have been kind of at the the head of it. Um, but we're trying to, you know, spread it out to, to other people. I saw Jared Bernhardt posted something uh, two days ago, which is awesome. You know, we're trying to get, you know, the guys that have the uh, that have a you know a little bit of a pull and influence on on college across to be able to kind of just get this thing get this thing moving and I think it's something that could be pretty powerful in a time when you know we don't really have a whole lot to do so you know why not attach yourself, yourself to to something you know a cause that's that's truly a, a good cause and uh, could could affect people's lives uh, forever so yeah that, that's basically my pitch on it but I'm really excited for it. Um, Pat, Pat sent some headstrong gear, so I'm, I've been rocking that while working out, and uh, it's just been it's just been an awesome few weeks, trying, you know, trying to develop that, uh, you know, in the midst of all this all this stuff going on. We love Pat. Yeah, yeah. he's a great dude. He's a great dude.
0: Um, well, yeah, so, you know, if you guys, if anyone else wants to, you know, learn more about last shift 2020, you can head over to headstrong's website, uh, headstrong.org. Um, they've got a whole thing set up there. You could register, uh, you know, it's $20 to donate. And again, it all goes to a great cause. So, uh, Grant, that's great work out of you. And, you know, uh, we're, we're looking forward to seeing even better work coming up this summer with the, uh, with the PLL season. So thanks for joining us, bud.
2: Awesome. Thanks for having me, fellas. Really appreciate it.
0: All right. Thanks again to Grant for joining us. And uh, yeah, I mean, like we said earlier, floodgates will probably open up for a decision either way um, over the next few weeks. So um, it'll, it'll be real interesting to see what happens. Is is there, is there anyone that you kind of hope for the betterment of the sport ends up going to the PLL this summer, along with grant. Like, I feel like, I feel like we hyped up this 2020 draft class so much uh, earlier in the, like before obviously all this shit went down. Um, And I feel like, you know, I, I, I understand the situation, but I feel like it would almost be like a little bit of a letdown if we don't get at least like, not at least not like a quarter of them in the PL. You know what I'm saying? It's like we yeah. were expecting so like such an influx of talent into the PLL this summer where, um, you know, is, is there anyone who you kind of are hoping ends up making that decision just to, you know, kind of make sure we don't get blue ball there with the PLL draft? I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh... You got to think
1: that a couple of guys from the Ivy, you know, you got to think Sowers, TD and, and Jeff Teat, you know, even Brendan Salvatore, um, you know, but, you know, outside of the Ivy, you got to think other guys like, uh, like Brian Costabile, you know, seeing Costi in the, in the, in the PLL, you know, that's, you know, he's just an absolute freak of an, freak of an athlete. Um you know, other than that, I'm, 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 you know, thinking about, I'm thinking about Docs, JT got JT Giles Harris. I, I think Docs was one of the guys who was going to go back and play football, um, for the University of Virginia. So, you know, I'm sure he's kind of like, well, fuck, you know, <laughs> do I, you know, do I go back to play football? I, I think that Docs being a two way midfielder is one of the things that game, you know, one of the big comebacks in the game that I really love to see. And I would love to see how that plays out at, um, yeah, at, you know, the professional level. Like we got to see that a little bit with, uh, um, with Ryan Conrad, you know, he had a few, he played in a few games, he he was dressed for a few games and that was, you know, an interesting element because the, you know, the PLL is so fast and the transition game is just, you know, that's 90% of the game. Um, I think that'll be really interesting. There's other guys too, that, I, that I'm really looking forward to seeing.
0: Um, I think that I think the docs having that national championship already might make that decision like a little bit. Um, I, I, think that, you know, for those, you know, and like Michael Krause as well, um, you know, for those seniors at Virginia, um, who, you know, their last full season ended with the championship that might make it a little bit easier to make that decision. Um, but you never know though. I mean, these, these kids, they all just spent four years together and, um, you know it's it's kind of tough seeing it end this way but you know I think that that might play a little bit of a role I would love to see um, Cole Williams make, make the jump I think that yeah he, he's a an, an electrifying player when he gets himself going and unfortunately um, you know it was, it was a it was a rough six games for Hopkins this season so maybe you know maybe Hopkins will be looking to go uh, in a little bit of a different direction. Um, so, you know, that that's another guy. And I think maybe with some of these other guys staying in school, that kind of makes Cole Williams maybe a, a bigger target in the draft. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think about anybody else. I mean, some of these kids, you you know, like, you know, like a like a Sours or a you know a T like you know that that they're not gonna be uh thrilled without ending ending their career without getting a legitimate chance to win the title. So um, I, I would imagine that both of those guys end up going back, but you never know. I mean, it's a different situation for everyone. I'm sure there's, you know, just like the story we heard with grant where there's just so much more that goes into it than just watching them play yeah. in the season. Like all these guys have different situations going on, whether it's, you know, financially or, or whatever. So um, yeah, it'll, it'll be real interesting, but Definitely, uh, again, bittersweet that we won't see Grant get to finish out his career at Penn State on his own terms, but really good for the sport of lacrosse that we get to watch him in the PLL this summer. Also, how much does that fucking suck for defenders in the PLL this year where they have Pinnell and uh, and Grant coming over in the same year? You know,
1: that's the, the other thing is like, you know and i and i I, i'm glad i got him to be able to say it in uh in the interview is like he's such a great compliment player as well as an individual player that he's going to be able to fit in wherever he goes that's the horrifying part that's the horrifying part it's like all of this behind the back transit you know behind the back passes in transition and snapping ankles behind the cage like it's it's a nightmare and it's going to be a matchup nightmare, you know, whether he's being guarded by Tucker Durkin or, um, you know, wh- or whether he, uh, God, it's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm just like salivating imagining him, you know, working behind the cage, you know, in, in the, in, you know, I'm thinking I'm like Joe Keegs right now. I'm, you know, imagining him, him rolling off a razor pick and, you know, crossing somebody up and,
0: you know i'm right? just i'm just thinking of the footage that the pll social team gets and just like imagine uh, uh, imagine the damage that it's going to do on social and by damage i mean like just number wise and views when you've got grant just shaking someone straight out of their boots at x coming around turning the corner and then dishing it off to i don't know who i guess like if it's the archers like will manny like the the footage that the footage that comes from this is going to be unbelievable. So um, again, I, I can't stress it enough. Bittersweet, but the the sweet part is what's coming up next, and uh, highly highly looking forward to that.
1: It, me too. The PLL social team will have their uh, their work cut out for them. They are you know top of the line. So you know we're looking forward to you know Nick Tyler. All you guys, if you're listening, which we know you are, just we're, we'll support you through it and all of the having the rip footage, you know, on the field and shit. That's the coolest shit to me, you know, that they can post highlights in the middle of a fucking game like that's, you know, and then we can take those highlights and repost them on our account. Camera, why, guys I, I, might,
0: <laughs> the camera guys might need to keep their head on a swivel, like trying to keep up with them though. like just following for that shot, like. Poor, poor Sammy is probably going to end up getting getting mm. his ankles broken up a little bit trying to catch some of these shots. So yeah, so they probably need to get in the gym too.
1: You know, yeah. they they got to be in the weight room as hard as some of these guys. So it's,
0: it's preseason for everybody. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Well. All right. So again, um, everything right now is up in the air. If you know, as as long as more, uh, news is is coming out in the lacrosse world, we'll keep churning out and hitting the mics. Um if things start to get a little bit boring, like, you know, I, I don't, we don't want to be the podcast that like comes on here and just like breaks down old games because that, that's just just like boring. So, um, but I, I'm, I'm assuming that we'll start to get more and more of these decisions, whether it's kids going back to school or kids going to the PLL over the next couple of weeks. So we should be plenty busy over here. So you know, stay on the lookout for more episodes. And as always, uh, make sure you are following us on social. We are at the crease dive on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family, uh, you, you should be social distancing by now. So you should be like really just trying to talk to as many people as you can, uh, you know, just electronically. So why don't you just fire over our our links their way, right? Yes, exactly like like you use this use this time for for good and by good i mean just really hyping up the boys and getting our numbers up (laughs) i think think that's what this virus is all about um and while you do that make sure that we are keeping it low to high till the day we beat coronavirus we out
3: She was a rich woman She had rich taste She felt the blood running through her veins She liked the life she had She loved her big cats And the beauty of being untamed Everything was fine Just as sweet as wine But her husband went But then it got a little crazy, it got a little hazy And the cops said there's something wrong here Oh, here, kitty, kitty Mama's got some treats for you Taste in the zoo. Oh, here, kitty, kitty. Oh, Mama Carol, she sure loves you. Oh, here, kitty, kitty. Oh, Mama made this food. You can't prosecute There's just no use There's nothing left But the tiger trap Oh, here kitty, kitty Mama's got some treats for you Oh, here kitty, kitty Well, you can't find this taste in the zoo Oh, here kitty, kitty Mama Carol, she sure loves you Oh, here kitty, kitty Mama made this for you Oh, here kitty, kitty Mama's got some treats for you